And so it actually made me more effective at what I did because I wasn't trying to do all the things at the same time. I was not trying to ask them questions and plug it into a content strategy. I got all my information, kind of brain dumped it all into a Google Doc, and then I was able to come back and create the strategy. You need to be sold on why the way you offer your service, the way you do things is the best and for the higher good, not just for yourself, but also for the client. This is a really important thing to know as well especially if you're a service provider, why is the way you do things so important? Welcome to the Raising Your Business podcast. I'm your host, Yael Bendahan, founder of CEO Mom Academy, Mama 5, and lifelong reading addict. This podcast is here to empower moms to run their businesses and lives like the powerhouse CEO they are. I want you to believe that you can have the business success you desire and be present with your family and to give you my best tips and strategies for how to make that happen. I'll be sharing the honest reality of balancing motherhood and business business models that work for you, marketing with simplicity, and the mindset of CEO mom. Now, let's dive in. Welcome back, my friend, to the podcast, and I am really excited for this episode. If you ever feel like you are just part of the crowd, like you have nothing new left to say because everyone has said it all, well, guess what? You have something that no one else has. And in this episode, I'll be sharing five ways to differentiate yourself in your niche to really attract your soulmate clients, how to find that special sauce that makes you different, that sets you apart from the rest, that defines your message as a business owner. My goal is for you to walk away knowing exactly what makes you different. Shades of Backstreet Boys, guys. I am a boy band fan, and I know people get really shocked about this, but I cannot decide between Backstreet Boys and NSYNC because they're both so awesome. If you want to know what makes you different, what makes you stand out so that you can articulate it in your content copy and on sales calls, this is the episode for you. Very often, what ends up happening is business owners often feel stressed trying to determine what makes them stand out. And I know I spoke about this in last week's episode, but I want to go a little even deeper into this because it's signature frameworks do help. And I'm going to be helping you do that in the standout and sell challenge. But there are a few questions I want you to ask yourself to really define your message. Because if you're not clear on your message, if you're not clear on what really makes you stand out, okay, what ends up happening is, first of all, you are always comparing. You're worrying about competition all the time. Other people are cheaper. Other people are more experienced than you. Other people's content looks cooler. They're posting all these big numbers, right? You, You start getting really into the comparison game. And I don't want you to do that because the more you look at other people, the less you're gonna be able to tap into yourself and what makes you incredible and special, and what makes you the go-to person for your perfect ideal client. And so it is really important for business owners, and especially if you're a personal brand, to know your secret sauce, because it really allows confidence in your selling and not worrying about what other people are doing. And the truth is that it is very, very hard to sell when you're not sold on yourself. So these questions I'm going to ask you are going to help you sell you on yourself. So let's get started. I'm really excited. And also... What I want to say is these are not the only questions I go through, but these are a bunch of the questions that I will go through at the beginning of selling something. So when I'm planning to sell something, when I'm planning to maybe launch something new or relaunch something, I will sit down and ask myself these questions. I actually have a whole list of questions I ask myself that I've, I've been uh, giving to my clients and it really helps them. But it really helps me identify what I want to say in my content, what makes me stand out. It really helps me identify 
why this offer is so great, why I'm creating the offer the way I'm creating it. And the more I think about my offers, right, and when I'm going through these questions, when I'm going through all this stuff, it actually helps sell myself on my offer as well. And the more you are sold on your offer, the more you're sold on yourself as the service provider or the coach or consultant or whatever, the easier is going to be for you to sell to other people because people can really sense that when they're speaking to you. If you are not sold on it, if you're not enthusiastic about an offer, I promise you people are going to feel that and it's not going to come through. And they're going to be like, yeah, she's not, if she's not excited about it, why should I be excited about it? So here are five questions to ask yourself to define your message and your secret sauce. All right. So number one is, what would you say if you didn't care what people thought of you? And this can be really hard for people pleasers like myself because I want everybody to like me and I I want to help other people and I feel really bad if I don't help or if someone is unhappy. But I want you to ask yourself these questions and, and this is actually part of my content, right? What do you stand for? What do you stand against? What are your true beliefs about your industry? What are your beliefs about your ideal clients? What are mistakes they're making that you should be making over and over again? And it feels like not nice to say, but you're like, if you could just understand this one thing, it would change everything for you. What do you truly believe about the way you work? What do you believe about the things that others in your industry do? I know, like I have certain, I have certain feelings about certain coaches and the way they sell and their offers and the value of their offers or lack thereof. But an example of my beliefs is my religion. My religious beliefs, I'm an Orthodox Jew. I don't work on religious days off, no exception. So like it's my Sabbath, it's my Sabbath. My computer's off, my phone's off. I don't, I'm not talking to anybody um, and nothing is going to make me change that because the only thing that would make me pick up my phone on a religious holiday or a Sabbath is an emergency, like an actual life or death emergency. And work is not a life or death emergency. So it is just not something I do. And I will not do a Facebook Live on a Friday night for any amount of money. Like you could pay me a billion dollars and I'm still not going to do it because that is, excuse me, that is my non-negotiable value and my boundary. So I want you to define for yourself, what are your non-negotiables? What are your values? What are your boundaries? What do you stand for? What do you stand against? And so brainstorming all this will not only help you create really great content because only you have your very, very specific set of values and beliefs, right? So that is going to make you different from everyone else automatically because no one is going to be exactly like you. But it really will help the right people come towards you, be attracted to you. It will help, it will repel the wrong people, people who are not a good fit. I know people don't like the fact that I'm Jewish, they're not going to work with me. And I'm like, I don't really care. <laughs> like, great. Don't work with me. That's fine. I have plenty of clients who do want to work with me sometimes because of my religious beliefs. I had one client who was in one of my programs who said that actually the fact that I spoke so freely about our holidays and my Sabbath and, and my day to day as an Orthodox Jew actually encouraged her and gave her the, the confidence to speak up more about her beliefs as um, I think she was, I think she's Catholic or something. Um, and she was, and she became much more open about that when she was trying to hide it because she didn't want to make people feel uncomfortable. And she was like, no, this is who I am. This is what I believe. I'm not forcing this on anyone, but I want to say this. I want to put this out there. And she ended up attracting the best clients, right? The most aligned clients, the ones who value that about her. And now I, I think she actually has a mastermind with a partner that is specifically for Catholic or Christian entrepreneurs. I'm not sure which one exactly, but either way, that stepping into her values and her beliefs was what literally changed the trajectory of her business because she was now attracting the perfect people who she didn't feel she had to hide from. Okay. I just wanted to say that because you might think the things about you that feel weird or different are the things that are going to make you be pushed aside or ignored but there's actually the things that make you interesting and that make you stand out. Um, I remember back in, in 2019, I went to Funnel Hacking Live 
And as an Orthodox Jew, I don't I don't have any physical contact with men that I'm not directly related to. So only my husband, my father, my brothers, my sons, my grandfather. But that's pretty much it. My grandsons eventually one day. But only people that I'm directly related to, which most men in the world do not fall into that category. And it was the first time I'd been in a situation where I was in a surrounded by people who didn't know this and didn't even understand why. Because here in Israel, even if I go into a non-religious area or if I'm at an, in a non-religious place, they will look at me, they'll see that I'm religious, and they'll know that I'm probably not going to shake their hand or give them a hug or whatever. They know that I don't need to explain it to them. Whereas in the States, it's not as commonly known, especially in areas where there are less religious Jews. So I went there and it was such an interesting experience because I found 98% of people were super respectful about it. I would just pick up, I would, I would try to hold something in each hand, or if they tried to to, to shake my hand, I'd be like, I'm sorry, don't shake hands with men for religious reasons. And I was just very clear about that. And by the end of the week, I literally had like guys like jumping between me and other guys as I would go to reach my, to like to reach over to shake my hand and go, no, dude, she can't shake your hand. She doesn't do that. I just found this really, really interesting because the fact is that's something that a lot of people remembered about me. And I don't think it made them respect me less. I actually had a very big name business owner in the online space. Um, he wanted to hug me and abducted <laughs> under the hug. And he, well, he actually asked me later on, he actually sent me a message on Instagram saying, hey, I was just wondering, can you explain a little more about why you did that? What's up with that? And I gave him a basic explanation of why we don't, why we don't have physical contact between men and women. And he was like, oh my gosh, that's so interesting. I never heard of that. And that actually makes a lot of sense. And thank you so much for sharing. And he was so respectful about it. So again, that did not make me, did not make me lose clients. Maybe it did. I don't know, but I don't really care because they probably were not my people anyway. But that really made me actually stand out. And people remembered that about me even afterwards. And it was just very funny. Like I, a year later, I went to a mastermind event and there was someone who was there from there, someone who was there from Funnel Hacking Live. And like, we like namaste each other. And it was just really cute and really funny. And it did not, it was not offensive at all because he, he remembered that about me. He was like, oh, cool. I guess this is what we do. This is what you do. And it just became something like a really funny talking point and a conversation starter. So I just wanted to say, even the things that you feel might be a little bit embarrassing or make you different actually are the things that can make you stand apart and actually really just connect with people who are the right people. So that is number one. What would you say if you didn't care what people thought of you? And obviously, please be like, please be nice. Don't be like really awful. If you want to know what I would say, I would tell her that she's gained 20 pounds or I don't know. Don't, don't do that. But, but about you specifically, your beliefs about your industry, your ideal clients, how you work, other people in the industry, what they do, values, non-negotiables, things like that. Brainstorm that out and get clear on that because the clearer you get on that, number one, you can create content around it. And number two, the more you infuse it into your content, into your marketing, the more you will be attracting the right people. So that is number one. Number two is how do you work differently? Do you have a different process, a faster process, a clearer outcome? Do you give advice or do you let them work it out for themselves? How do you work time-wise? And first of all, when I mean process, what is your unique way of doing something? So I know my friend Sarah Massey. So she started off doing VIP days back when this wasn't really a thing. She did this thing called day rates, which you would be like, buy me for a day. We'll get everything we can get done in a day. Here's the, here are the kind of things we can get done in a day. And, and that became a standard in the online space for people like designers, copywriters, and things like that. But besides for the actual offer container, what is your unique process? And a really great way to identify that is, you guessed it, 
a signature framework. Creating a signature framework can be a game changer because it will literally make you different from everybody else. Like it can't help but do that unless you're using someone else's framework, which you shouldn't. But when I created my CEO mom's method, which was originally the business mom framework back in 2020, I had a 30K launch with my program. I went on to make almost $200,000 the next year with one signature offer. And the reason why I was able to do that is because my framework was the basis of pretty much everything I was doing. It was part of my marketing. I would pull offers out of it and smaller offers and use them to upsell into my main accelerator program. It made it really easy for me to create webinars. It made it easy for me to create trainings um, around my offer. And it just became really simple. And I'm going to be talking a little bit more about this in the next episode about how I actually did this, how I made almost $200,000 in a year working two to four hours a week with my baby home with me because that was like, had been my, that that was 2021 was my biggest year to date, like until then. And that was, that was why, like I had so much clarity because I was leaning in on my framework. Hello, my friend. If you've been wondering how you can stand out in a sea of sameness, AI and templates, actually sell out your services without burning yourself out and spend more time with your family while hitting your income goals, don't forget to sign up for my Standout and Sell Challenge coming up from March 4th to 7th. It's for moms, service pros, coaches, and consultants who want to build their unique signature framework to stand out in their industry, attract their dream clients, and make their marketing simpler and more effective than ever. We are going to be diving deep into things like intimately getting to know your client like never before, so you have your dream clients DMing you things like, OMG, are you in my head right now? creating a captivating name and visual for your framework, transforming your framework into content pillars that sell, and leveraging your framework to create your signature premium offer, expand your offer suite, and raise your rates. I'll even be sharing my exact script for transitioning to a pitch on a sales caller after a live training using your framework. There is going to be so much goodness inside. So join us in the challenge today. You can find the link below or head to yaelbendahan.com slash standout. Okay, now back to the show. Another question that you would ask yourself about your unique process and about your offer is how do you specifically provide value? What is it about the way you work that gives the value? So here's an example, all right? I used to love bringing back VIP days. I used to love doing VIP days because they were great. I would have a three-hour intensive and it was fantastic for me. But then I had my baby who's now three and I did a launch intensive, a launch VIP intensive. It wasn't a full day. It was three hours, but it was great for my client as far as my client went because I ended up, we literally planned out her entire launch. We planned her content hooks. We planned her angles. We planned everything. And I still offer these, by the way. I still offer intensives to help you plan out your launches and things like that. So if that's something that interests you, then just shoot me a message on Instagram and we can talk about it. But either way, at that time, I had a newborn baby. And what ended up happening was that I, the entire three hours, I nursed and pumped and changed her diaper and rocked her to sleep in the baby carrier. And it was very stressful and felt very unsustainable. Yes, I did it. It was possible. It was not great for me and for my nervous system and for my just general anxiety levels because it was really hard. And so what I decided to do was create a new process because I had my baby at home with me. I could not do these hours and hours of calls. So what I did instead was I split my VIP day in half. And so this is is when I was doing content strategy VIP days for people. And so what I would do is I would do a call in the evening. So like a a kickoff call. And I would, we would get started. We would go through their offers, go through their frameworks. 
go through their messaging. I would ask them a whole bunch of questions about their message. What I asked you above, about what their unique beliefs, what they stand for, stand against, all that fun stuff. What, what do they want people to know? All that, all that stuff. It was great. So I would go through that kickoff call. It was about an hour to 90 minutes, maybe. And it was in the evening. So it was when my baby was in bed and I was able to do it. Okay. And then I would actually map out the strategy. I would create the content plan the next day between taking care of my baby. All right. So I could do that because I didn't have to be on a call. I did it. She was in the baby carrier. I did it on my lap, but that didn't require me to talk to anybody. <laughs> that was the fun part about it. And if I did need to check in with my client to ask a few um, follow-up questions, I would just Vox them on Voxer. I would send them a voice message and I would ask them and they would answer me back. But it made it very simple for me to just get the work done without having to without having to be on the call like nonstop with the client. And then as a wrap-up call, I would do it the next evening. So it was actually a 24-hour period. It was not like a seven hours straight of working together, but it was about a 24-hour period. And then I did a call again the next evening. We wrapped it up. I still got quick results from my clients. They still got their thing within a 24-hour span. And so why was, and I had to be very clear on not why this was just better for me, because this was better for me, but why was this better for the client? And the reason why this was better for the client was because, number one, this gave them time. They were not stuck to their phone the entire time having to answer questions. This gave them space to think, to remember things. Ooh, I, I forgot to mention that. Let me just let you all know. So they, they didn't really, they were not stuck on a Zoom call for indefinitely for hours and hours. It didn't waste their time. And it felt better for me because I was able to have like strategic time and then I was able to have like implementation time and keep those two things separate, which is two very different mindsets. And so it actually made me more effective at what I did because I wasn't trying to do all the things at the same time. I was not trying to ask them questions and plug it into a content strategy. I got all my information, kind of brain dumped it all into a Google Doc, and then I was able to come back and create the strategy. You need to be sold on why the way you offer your service, the way you do things is the best and for the higher good, not just for yourself, but also for the client. This is a really important thing to know as well especially if you're a service provider, why is the way you do things so important? Why can you articulate the value of your process? Can you articulate the value of how you do things? And the more clear you can be, the, 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 my, my, my coach Taylor says creepily clear, the more creepily clear you can be on why this makes the most sense, not just for you, but for the client, the more people are going to be like, oh my gosh, yes, I want that. Okay, so that's the second question, right? So what, how do you work differently? How exactly do you work differently? And why is that for the highest good of the client and for yourself. The third question is, who do you serve and why does that dream client speak to you so much? All right. And what I want to say, number one, okay, is for your highest ticket signature premium offer, not everyone's going to be your dream client. Because if you're telling me that your dream client can't afford your premium offer, then you have the wrong dream client. I hate to say that. Okay. And my niche is mompreneurs, basically mom business owners. People don't like using the word mompreneur. I don't really have any major feelings around it, but people don't like it. CEO moms, mom business owners, business moms, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Now, why does my ideal client resonate with me? Because I had my baby and I built my, and I rebuilt my six figure business in just seven months while pivoting into coaching and consulting and in course creating and, and moving completely out of services. I want to help moms do the same thing. I want to also help them build their six-figure businesses in 20 hours a week so that they can do things like they can have their babies and they can take time off or whatever it is they need. Well, I want to build a business that act, business, business sorry that actually creates freedom for them, okay? And I want to show that you can have 
a really big business as a solopreneur with a really tiny team, right? So that is my, that's my dream client. That's who I want to work with. But the point is that for my mastermind, my ideal client for a mastermind is not going to be the same as my ideal client for my one-to-one. And it's not going to be the same as my ideal client for CEO Mom Academy because my client for CEO Mom Academy is at one to three K a month. My ideal client for the mastermind is at five to 10K a month, and they're already, they want to scale past that. They want to grow past six figures. So I know that when I'm speaking to the person who's for the mastermind or for my one-to-one, they are probably going, they're going to be that person who is further along. They're going to have different problems. They're going to have different things. That is my dream client for my mastermind. So your dream client can be different for each offer you serve, you, you serve, for each offer you create. But what I do recommend is that you start off with your premium offer. Start off speaking to that highest level client. Start speaking to that highest level person. And once you have that financial foundation, right, from building out your premium services, then you can add on stuff for the earlier people who cannot yet afford your premium services or your premium offer. So you build, book out your one-to-one. Okay, great. Now create a group program. Book out your mastermind. Okay, amazing. Now pull something out and turn it into a course. But the thing is that it's not going to help anybody if you are not making money because you're trying to build an audience and try to grow, trying to grow from selling only small things. If you're if you're saying your dream client for your premium offer can't afford a premium offer, then you have to really rethink who your dream client actually is for that offer, all right? And if it's not, if, if they can't afford it, they're not the dream clients, okay? I want you to dig into who do you serve, why do you serve them, and why do you want to help them specifically? Why do you enjoy? Some people are like, oh, I love working with women in corporate because I want them to understand that they can climb the ladder and they don't need to give up on anything and they can have an amazing job and get a raise without having to sacrifice their values or sacrifice all their time and they can get a better job. My friend EC does this and that is her. That's who speaks to her heart. That's who she loves speaking to. So everyone's going to have a different, a different person who's their ideal client. And the question is why, right? Who do you serve and why do you do that? Why does that resonate with you so much? Why do you feel deep in your bones? That's who you want to help. Okay. So I know I want to help moms because I am a mom and I've done it like this and I want people to understand that they can do it too. Okay, so question number four, all right? What is the common belief about what you do and how do you set yourself apart from that belief? Okay, so here are some examples, which are actual commonly held beliefs sometimes. So I'm not, these are actual things that I've heard people say. So example, coaches are just scammy pyramid schemes and you don't need a coach in your business because um, all they're doing is going to just... We're going to coach coaches who coach coaches, blah, blah, blah. Designers just throw websites together. You don't need a, you don't need a designer. You can just use a template. Copywriters, you don't really need to hire a copywriter. You can just use a template, right? Now, I want you to think about the common beliefs about what you do and how do you set yourself apart from that belief? How do you set yourself apart from that? So I know for me, people are like, oh, you're a business coach. Like all you need to do is teach people how to do a business. You don't actually really know how to run a business or like you just tell service providers what to do. I'm like, I was a service provider and I've been a coach and a consultant and a course creator. I've literally sold all four of those types of things. And yes, I feel very qualified after seven years of selling this to help you build your business in the way that works for you. So I'm not just a business coach who started off as a business coach. I'm a business coach who started off with a service-based business and transitioned into business coaching because I wanted to be able to help more people in a more leveraged way. Designers just throw websites together. Why do you need, why is it so valuable to have a custom designer for your brand? Why is it so valuable to have a copywriter versus just using a template? And I'm not saying that, again, there are going to be people who say, who buy the templates, 
There are going to be people who buy the templates and that's going to start them off. That's going to be great. And at some point, they're going to want someone to actually do the writing for them or do the designing for them. Or they're going to want to, they bought all the courses and they're like, okay, I just need someone to help me figure out what to do for me in my business. And I did that. I bought loads of courses until I was like, you know what? I just want expert advice that is looking at my business and telling me what my next steps should be. And that's when I hired my first coach. So I want you to think about common beliefs about what you do and how can you address those beliefs, either confirm or deny them, or you could say, yes, but also here's what makes me different from that. Here's what sets me apart. Here's why I I understand why you feel that, but here's why I'm not trying to scam you out of your money, right? This is what makes me the the coach that I am, all right? This is what makes me the copywriter that, that I am. So I want you to think about that, right? So what are beliefs people currently have about what you do? And how can you either address those beliefs correctly? And the last question that I want to ask you, and this is going to really help you figure out, you know, how to really stand out and feel different. What business do you actually want? Very often, we build a business model or a business because we see people in our industry building that type of business. And we're like, ooh, that looks good. That looks great. Or they look like they're making so much money. So I should do that. I did this for the first few years of my business because I was trying to build an agency. I wanted to build a million dollar agency. Okay. What I realized though, after a certain amount of time was number one, I did much better with productized services that were just much more streamlined, not offering this whole cheesecake factory menu that length of, of services where I had to be hiring people from different places to fill in the gaps that I didn't have because I could not be good at everything. I know my strengths. Okay. I'm great at strategy. I'm great at copy. I suck at design. I always have to bring in a designer. Webinars are not my favorite thing to write. So the one time I brought someone in to write a webinar for me, my client could tell. It was when I was in my first trimester and I was just too worn out mentally to write this webinar. And I brought in a really good copywriter to write the webinar for the client and the client could tell it wasn't me. And they were like, this doesn't sound like us. This doesn't feel like us. This feels different than all other copy you've written for us. I ended up having to rewrite the webinar completely from scratch for this client. I still have to pay the person who wrote it because she did she did the job that I asked her to, but it was very disheartening. And so I just realized that there were some things that I really just needed to let go of in order to have the business I wanted to have. I also did not want to have an unpredictable workload. Or I did not want to have staff to manage. Right? I did not want to build a whole gigantic team. I wanted a small, tiny, lean team and I, that was all I wanted, okay? And I did not want to build this big, huge agency. I wanted to do something different. And it took me a while to figure out, like, actually trying to do it and actually trying to build that until I realized that it was just was not what I wanted to do. It was not did not suit myself. It did not suit my personality. It did not suit my lifestyle. And it just made it very difficult for me. What I want you to realize is that you really can design a business to fit your life, okay? You can offer dependable services on your timeline, right? You can have boundaries and systems that work for you, okay? And the more you dig into why do I run my business business this way, we spoke about the offer, right? When we said, why do you, why is your offer a certain way? Why do you do the VIP day that way? Et cetera, et cetera. Why do you do the VIP day this way? Banana. Why did I do the VIP day a certain way? But also overall, why why do you run your business the way you do it? What do you, what, what about your business do you love about? What do you love about your business? What do you not so much, right? Maybe I have one client who was doing mostly services and then she added on a membership and she loves offering the membership. And she knows that now like her goal is she's still offering services, but 
she's using the services as a springboard to get more people into her membership and potentially upsell them to her services if they want. But she is using, she wants to fill her membership and grow it to the, to the point where it is essentially creating more than 50% of her monthly income, if not more. Okay. So she was able, she tried out a couple of different business models and realized what she really did enjoy. Okay. And I want you to be sold on your business as well, not just on yourself, but also why are you running your business the way you are? And if you're like, I don't really know, I'm just doing it this way because my coach does it this way. I want you to think about, like, is this something that you really want? Is this the business that you really want? Do you enjoy doing things this way? I, I was like, oh, VIP day, got to do a VIP day, got to do these long intensives. But I was like, but I don't want to do these long intensives because they exhaust me and they're not the best thing for my client and I can't do them with a baby. So how can I change things up? How can I make things different? That is the last thing I want to ask you is what business do you actually want? What business model do you actually want? How do you want to serve your clients in a way that feels good for you and also feels good for them? And why do you run your business that way? And also the more you can speak, again, the more you can speak about that in your content, that is also going to reflect your values, you know, what what you prioritize in your life, how you like to do things. And that is all going to contribute to bringing in the people who resonate with those concepts and resonate with those values and resonate with those priorities. So I want you to be sold not just on yourself, but also be sold on the way you run your business. Okay. So that is the last question. And I think that's something to revisit every six to 12 months is, am I still, is this business still in alignment with what I want to do and how I want to run things? And does this make sense for me? And I don't think there's anything wrong with building a boring business to kind of fund all the other things that you want to do and all your other initiatives. Serving, doing the same thing over and over again can feel boring. But number one, the more you do things over and over again, the more you can process it, the more you can bring on people to help you because it's you have such a you have such a nailed in process you are so clear on the process that it becomes really easy to outsource to new employees or new hires then we're going to get I'll be talking about this in next week's episode as well but but then yeah maybe that particular part of your business is going to be your like autopilot side where it's this is like just my money maker and I'm using that money maker to fund all the other fun projects I want to do to launch this new course that I wanted to launch to run ads to my funnels whatever it is and that becomes really awesome for you. If you are doing stuff that feels, oh, it's not my favorite thing to do, but it does bring in the money, can you reframe it as, okay, but can I limit my time doing this, maybe bring on people to help me out, whatever it is, so that I can do more of the things I enjoy doing without having financial constraints? So I would just love for you to think about that and consider that for yourself when you are thinking about your your business and what makes you different and what makes you stand out. And so in conclusion, the five questions, what would you say if you were unfiltered, if you didn't care what people think, thought, sorry, you didn't care what people thought, how is your, why is the way you work different? Who do you serve and why do you serve those people? What are common beliefs that you bust about your, about what you do? And what is the ideal business model for you? And are you still aligned with that? And very often, okay, your secret sauce just ends up being you, right? Your way of teaching, your way of talking, of speaking directly to the heart of your ideal client that can be you. But you know what the really cool thing is that when you do have a framework behind what you're teaching and behind what you're doing, and I will share so much of this in my upcoming challenge, you will see that like it be- it becomes just talking about what you do, marketing your stuff just becomes so much simpler because you are so much clearer on your process and how it works and why you do it that way. That is all stuff we dive into in the standout and sell challenge. The 
all the stuff we dive into when we're creating your signature framework. So if you have not yet signed up for the challenge, the link is going to be in the description or you can go to yaelbendahen.com slash standout. And we are going to be diving into so many of these things that we've touched on today during the challenge because all these things that come, to, are, that come together are going to be part of creating your signature framework and really making it yours, your signature framework, your secret sauce, your special standout that really helps you sell more and more of your offers, more of your programs, more of your services. And I really want that for you. If there's one thing you take away from today, I want you to know that there are so many things about you that make you unique and will make you stand out if you can just identify them and communicate them to the world. And I want you to do that. Join out my standout and sell challenge. It's going to really help you articulate so much of this. And I cannot wait to see you in our next episode. Bye. I can't thank you enough for listening to Raising Your Business. I hope this episode has inspired you to take another step towards building a business and life that you love and growing your income in a way that works for you and your family. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review and let's connect on Instagram. Screenshot and share it on Instagram stories so we can get the word out to more mom business owners like you. Tag me at the Yael Bendahan and share your biggest breakthrough from today. See you next week.